0: You want it. You need it. It's what everyone's talking about. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Now, here's Kevin. Tommy is not here today again. He's not feeling well. Um, We want him to get better, and hopefully he'll be back uh, next week with us. Aaron's here. I'm here, uh, and it's another preseason game tonight, the wonderful preseason that is the NFL uh, but, you know what, with the Redskins these days, there's something to watch, and it would be the quarterback situation tonight. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, I did want to mention, and I mentioned this at the top of the radio show this morning, because I think it was pretty interesting. For whatever reason, actually, I know what the reason is. Um, I, I was looking for Smashing Pumpkins tickets on StubHub last night, uh, and I, I'm thinking about going. I may or may not. I, I don't know if I'm going to go or not, but it's this weekend at uh Post, um, and For whatever reason, I decided to check Redskins tickets on StubHub for the upcoming season. And I started fooling around with it. And the bottom line is, I figured out a way to get very good seats for all eight regular season games. Club-level seats. Somewhere between the 20 and 50-yard line. Each week... I was able to get a seat for each of the eight regular season games added up in aggregate for less than $1,000. Eight games, a regular season ticket package in the club level Good seats in the club level too. not you know at FedEx how the club levels split into sort of the upper level of the club and the lower level, the lower level is much better. Like if you're going to be in the club level at FedEx field, you want to be in the first three rows of the club level because if you're in that upper level, you're, you're basically in the upper deck at that point. These were in the lower level of the club. you can get a ticket for each eight each of the eight regular season games and spend for the season less than thousand dollars. That's what we call in the trade people a bargain, a bargain. The Redskins have become the bargain ticket in town because you can't For a regular season NFL game with, by the way, a very good schedule, let's promote the teams that are coming in because they may be the draw this year. You get the Dallas Cowboys in the home opener in week two. You get the Chicago Bears on a Monday night game in week three. In week five, you get the New England Patriots. They're coming to town. Those three games alone... Make the the season ticket package worthwhile. And of course, this really isn't a season ticket package. Those, by the way, are the most three ex- those are the three most expensive tickets. The cowboy game is much more expensive than any other because the cowboy fans are going to buy them. And the aftermarket understands this, that the cowboy fans travel, they're excited about their season. And they're going to come in and and more likely than not invade FedEx Field in week two. Now you get the 49ers a little bit later on in the, se- in the season. The Jets, the Lions, the Eagles, and the Giants. There you go for less than $1,000. You too can have club-level seats to the Washington Redskins' 2019 home schedule. Look, I... Um, I I did not go to a game last year for the first time in my life, basically. I think my father took me to my first Redskins game at four or five years old, and I've been going ever since. Now, last year, not having to do the pregame show, that was the first year I've never been to a Redskin game. Didn't go to one home game last year. Had no desire, by the way. And a lot of you, when I tweeted this out about getting eight regular season tickets for less than a thousand dollars in the club level, said, "Well, why would you want it?" Um, if you do want it, it's really a bargain. I mean, to to consider that you can go to eight NFL games against good opponents, too, again, a really good home schedule, you know, for the Redskins this year, at least the first three. You can go sit in the club level for a hundred and twenty five dollars a ticket for, you know, eight games. That is a bargain, people. That is a, a real bargain in the NFL. I went and compared it, Aaron, to some other teams that aren't expected to be very good like the Giants in their division. Trying to put together eight comparable seats for the Giants' eight home games, it was three times the cost than the Redskins. So the Redskins really are, one, accessible. And by the way, every team's accessible. You can get into any stadium you want if you're willing to pay. Um, but two, it is really inexpensive to do that. Uh a couple of follow-ups um from yesterday's show. Um several of you uh reached out to say, are you kidding me on Jadavian Clowney? You think the Redskins would have to give up Trent Williams plus something to get Jadavian Clowney? I do. Um I, it could be a player-for-player player trade. I, I don't know that the Redskins would absolutely have to give up something to get Clowney, but there's no way Houston's gotta give up something um, with Clowney to get Trent Williams. Um, that That's not really you know the way it would work. First of all, Jadavian Clowney is younger. Jadavian Clowney is 26 years old. Now, Jadavian Clowney, is, as somebody pointed out, only has one year left on his deal, and he wants a new deal. And Trent Williams technically has two years left on his deal, although Trent really wants a new deal as well, at least I believe that. But Clowney is younger, and the truth of the matter is Clowney's better like Trent Williams is a really good player. These are two very good players. Clowney's one of the most disruptive defensive players in the game when he's healthy. When he is out there, he is a, he's a havoc wreaker. He is a bust up the offensive game plan player. And with respect to some of you who said, well, the Redskins, you know, already have really good defensive linemen and a really good front seven. Yeah, that's true on paper, but they don't have Jadavian Clowney. There's a big difference between Jadavian Clowney and Ryan Kerrigan. There's a big difference between Jadavian Clowney and John Allen. Now, I hope Montez Sweat ends up becoming the next Jadavian Clowney. I really do, and I think he's got that kind of talent. But Jadavian Clowney is a known, you know, true impact player defensively. One of the five, six, seven players in the league that can really almost change a game by himself. The Redskins do not have that player on their team. Although I will say this, and I don't know um, if you listen to the radio show, you heard me talk about this earlier. Uh, I was stuck on YouTube the other night and somehow what popped up was the Cowboys-Redskins Thanksgiving Day game from 2016. And my God, was Jordan Reed dominant in that game? That game was the game coming off, if you recall, coming off the, you know, how do you like me now game against the Packers on Sunday night when they when Kirk lit it up, and they crushed the Packers 42-24, to and they were 6-3-1, which was their best 10-game record, by the way, since 1991, I think. Actually, since 1996. I think it was their best 10-game record since 1996. Anyway, they went to Dallas to face the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. The Cowboys were 10-1 that year. That was Zeke Elliott's rookie season, Dax rookie season. The Cowboys were having that really big year. They were 10 and one. And that game on Thanksgiving day was an unbelievable game. And I bring it up because I was thinking about, do the Redskins really have a game-changing player on their roster? The guy that can be the game-changing player, the true one player that can really impact a game, is Jordan Reed healthy. You go back, you watch the highlights of that game. He ended up with 10 catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns in that game. The defense was atrocious in that game. Uh, the Cowboys just dominated uh, the Redskins in every third down situation, third and long. Remember, that was the season the Redskins you know, had the worst third down and long. It was third and eight or longer, worst defense. Uh, since the merger um, on third and long, the Redskins' defense was that year. Um, And it was a shame because they had a very dynamic offense with Deshaun Jackson and Jordan Reed and Pierre Garcon and Vernon Davis and Jamison Crowder. You know, it was a good team offensively. They didn't have much of a running game with guys like Rob Kelly you know, and and, uh, and and Chris Thompson was really, you know, healthy uh, that year. Um, but Kirk, obviously, for some of those games had just a monster game. They also missed a field goal in that game that was huge. But anyway, Jordan Reed, he's the one guy. So don't tell me that, you know, you would turn down Clowney because you already have a really strong front seven. Clowney's a game changer, a game impactor. Jordan Reed is the only one you have on the roster right now. And he's got to be healthy, which as we know, isn't a guarantee. Um, But anyway, uh, I don't think the Redskins would do it. I think the contract would be uh, more uh, a roadblock for them. And I also think the Redskins think, you know, in the terms, uh, in the same terms in which some of you think, which is you know, that's the strength of our team. We did really well there by drafting John Allen and Daron Payne and Matt Ionitis, and we're good there. And we got Montez Sweat. You're not good enough. You don't have Jadavian Clowney. So if you told me that you could get Jadavian Clowney and get him signed to a deal for Trent Williams straight up, I would make that deal in a heartbeat. Now, I would personally prefer a package of like a first and a fourth, first and a third, two seconds and a third. I would rather go that route because I think Clowney could potentially be a problem for you. Plus, he's been hurt, you know, at times. Um, but you don't have Jadavian Clowney on your defense. You do not have that player on your team right now, unless it turns out to be Montez Sweat, um, which would be great. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to get to the quarterback situation here in a moment, but I'm going to I'm going to get to now something that Aaron told me before the show on his gambling website. They have odds, money line odds, on the most regular season starts at quarterback for the Redskins. Now, the news yesterday is that Colt McCoy is still hurt. Jay Gruden essentially said Colt McCoy is still not 100%, and he's not going to play in the game tonight. I'm going to get to my feelings on Colt McCoy here in a moment in case you missed him on the radio show uh, this morning. But the odds on the Redskins, quarterback who gets the most regular season starts are pretty interesting. This is a what we call in the trade a real number. Not one of those that some columnist prints out, you know, based on his best guess or, you know, he's giving you percentages in his opinion. This is what you can actually wage your hard money on. These are the real numbers. This is what the real sharp people think about the Redskins quarterback situation. The quarterback favored by a lot, to, to make the most regular season starts this morning is Dwayne Haskins. He's minus 200 to end up with the most regular season starts. Personally, I hadn't seen this prop bet, Aaron, so I didn't even know that this prop bet existed until you showed it to me. I would have loved to have gotten a plus something on Haskins because I believe he is going to start more than any other quarterback. I don't know why the Redskins wouldn't be trying to plan for Haskins starting eight or more games. And if he starts eight or more games, he's going to be the guy that starts the most games for them this year. Um, Keenum is the second choice at plus 200. And then Colt McCoy, as of this morning, is plus 1,200. Long shot. We have gone, I don't know where these odds were before the Colt-McCoy injury. I bet they were a lot closer and a lot tighter. Assuming they had the bet before the injury. Yeah, um, assuming they had it before the injury. So, Haskins is right now the odds-on favorite to start the most games for the Redskins this year. It doesn't shock me because I feel like he ultimately will. I think he's going to be the starter by week four at the latest. Um, what sh- what surprises me is what a prohibitive favorite he is uh, in this situation to start more games than any other Redskins quarterback. And again, you know, if McCoy were healthy, and I'm going to get to that here in a second, um, the odds on all of this would be a lot tighter. All right, so Colt McCoy, Jay Gruden said yesterday is still is still not hundred percent. And we're talking about the broken leg, which he has had two to three. Can't get an answer on this. I'm not exactly sure what the number is. I've asked and I haven't been given an answer. But apparently it's somewhere between two and three follow-up surgeries to the first. That's crazy. I mean, the broken leg thing with the quarterbacks last year and the infections and the follow-up surgeries. But anyway, Colt McCoy still not a hundred percent. Now, just to clear up matters from last week. I was more under the impression that Colt McCoy didn't play the preseason opener last week because Jay Gruden knew what he had in Colt McCoy and did not need to see him in the first preseason game, especially since Jay wasn't going to play the other starters and that he was more interested in seeing the progress of Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins. Well, the truth is now we know that Colt McCoy wasn't ready to play last week. He wasn't healthy enough to play last week because he's not healthy enough to play this week. And that leads me to this. The Colt McCoy-Jay Gruden love affair has to end. It's got to end. I love Colt. He's a great guy. He's a great competitor. I can tell you personally some of my favorite conversations out at the park doing Cooley and Kevin or doing the show with Tommy before was sitting out in our studio at Redskins Park and sitting down with Colt McCoy. He is a great dude and smart and likable and and you know what he's been the backup for 5 years going on potentially now a 6th and he's been a competent backup he's actually been pretty good in relief you know going back to last year i mean that houston game that he came in when alex smith got hurt he actually played pretty well in that game he gave them a chance if you recall um i think the score was a uh, two score game 20 to 10 20 to you know 21 uh 7 something like that i'm going to find that cuz i think it was 20 to 10 Um, When Alex Smith got hurt, Houston was winning that game. 17-7, my fault. After the pick six um, at the end of the first half, Houston had a 17-7 lead. Uh, And then Alex Smith got hurt early in the third quarter. Colt McCoy came in, and Colt played well in that game. Colt was 6 of 12, 54 yards, led him to a touchdown to get the game to within 17-14. Um, and then drove him down again, and they scored on an Adrian Peterson touchdown to take the lead in the fourth quarter. Colt brought him back from two scores down to take the lead in that game. Uh, and then probably got – well, he did. He got completely screwed on the bomb to Daxon at the end of the game that would have put him in field goal range down 23-21, all right, put him in better field goal range. Um, took that deep shot to Doxon, and it was clearly P.I. would have been first and goal, basically, you know, inside the the Houston 10 yard line or maybe inside the, the the Houston fifteen would have been a chip shot field goal, and they didn't call it. So Colt McCoy actually, if you get the flag there, and by the way, if the rules are in place last year with the being able to challenge P.I., the Redskins probably win that game twenty four, twenty three, and Colt McCoy's the hero. Um, So he's played great in relief. You know, he played great in relief in 2014, the first shot we got, uh, when he came in for Cousins in the Tennessee game. The only game that I can think of that he started that was actually ever good was that one Dallas game on a Monday night in 2014. That was the game of his career. Uh, More times than not, when he has started, he hasn't been very good. And the team hasn't had that good of a chance to win the game. I do like him. He's a dead end for this franchise. I personally would think about cutting him loose or just declaring him now as the backup or maybe even the third stringer with no chance to start. He has become almost a distraction for the head coach, Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden's smitten with Colt McCoy. And the truth is, is that Colt has probably affected Jay's view of starters in the past, like Alex Smith last year and maybe even Kirk Cousins the year before. I don't want it to affect his outlook on Keenum and Haskins. Definitely not Haskins. I've always referred to Colt McCoy as a 16-game, 6-10 starter. That's what he is. But it's ridiculous to ever refer to him as a potential 16-game starter. That's delusional. He never has a chance of starting 16 games. He's never started more than 13, and that was only once, and that was way back at the beginning of his career. He got hurt in the most important game that he ever played in, the 2010 National Championship game against Alabama, where they had to bring in Gale Gilbert or whatever the guy's name was. Remember the Texas backup, Aaron, when Colt got hurt in that National Championship game? And I think they were getting beat anyway by Alabama, um, but they had no chance once Colt left the game. But look, I don't want Colt McCoy to be a distraction to Jay Gruden anymore. I don't want Jay thinking that somehow Colt is the guy that he's going to be able to prove out how great of an offensive mind he has. Look, we saw what Jay Gruden's offense could do with Kirk Cousins in 2015, 2016, 2017 at times. It's a good offense with the right guy running it you know, and certainly would have been even better if you had had somebody even better than Kirk Cousins. But Kirk was the perfect fit for it. Colt might be a really good fit for it, but Colt's not any good and Colt can't stay healthy. Jay needs to move on from the notion that Colt can start. The players like Adrian Peterson who said Colts got the lead the other day? They need to recognize that it's best for the organization if they move on from this notion that Colt McCoy can be a 16 game starter and that somehow, because he knows the system really well and is comfortable in the system, and that Jay's got so much confidence in him, can somehow win. The games he does play don't really turn out well that often. Great guy. Competent backup, not a starting quarterback in the NFL. This is hardly a re- a revelation to most of us, but the coach, at times, appears to be the only guy that's convinced. The organization as a whole is not convinced, or at least Bruce Allen hasn't been convinced. If he were convinced, he wouldn't have traded for Alex Smith last year. If he were convinced, he wouldn't have traded for Case Keenum this year. If he were so convinced, he wouldn't have drafted or had Dan draft Dwayne Haskins this year. Most of them don't think that Colt McCoy is a 16-game starter. Most of them think that he's a dead end if you start him. Most of them think he's a competent backup, but Jay doesn't. Jay thinks that he would have been the guy had he stayed healthy last year to prove out towards the end of the year. I think Jay absolutely believes they would have gone to the playoffs had Colt not gotten hurt in that Philadelphia game. Let's not forget, he, he threw two picks, right? turned it over two times in the Dallas game. Didn't have a bad game against the Cowboys. Actually, the offense looked better than it had looked with Alex Smith. But the two you know, gutting turnovers in the second half of that game ended any chance they had. Colt threw three interceptions for the game. Two of them were backbreakers. So look, you've got the 15th pick in the draft on your roster right now, and you've got a guy who has started 30 games in the last two years, remaining upright, for 30 games in the last two years, 16 last year in Denver and 14 after Sam Bradford got hurt in Minnesota the year before. Let's move on with them and stop with the Colt knows the offense better than everybody else narrative. Who cares? All right. And then what Jay has to do is he's got to simplify the offense for Keenum and Haskins and let them grow into this offense. Give them a chance to succeed and play right away by dumbing it down, by simplifying everything until they get comfortable with the whole playbook. I mentioned this on on radio earlier, earlier this morning. Haskins looked over to the sideline last year, clapped three times, and threw 50 touchdowns. Like, you've got to adapt to your talent. Jay's not done that very well over the years offensively. You know, I don't even think they've done it great defensively over the years. But offensively, he's had one guy, one, that could run his offense. And everybody else has frustrated him. All right, And even Kirk frustrated him to a certain degree. Colt is a dead end. Let's simplify it, adapt to what Haskins and or Keenum can do, All right, by the way, he's got to simplify it for Keenum too. I'm not just saying this for Haskins. Keenum apparently hasn't been quick to get comfortable in this offense. All right, if it's not coming quickly enough for him, you know, and Haskins, dumb it down even more. Make it easy for them. This is football. You can do that. We've seen coaches do that. You know who did that? Joe Gibbs did that multiple times. Did it for Jay Schrader initially, did it for Stan Humphreys initially. You know, that's great coaching. When you say, you know what, my system right now has too many bells and whistles for the for this particular quarterback, but this particular quarterback gives us a chance. I need to make it work for him. Colt's a dead end, people. Most of you know that. Love them personally, but they are running a business out there. And it should be a two-man race for the Philadelphia Opener between Keenum and Haskins. Let's go with that. Let's play both of them the next two weeks with the starters and against starters if possible. You know, if Jay gets all scared about injuries and coaches these preseason games like his players are allergic to him they're going to run out and they're going to get run out of the building in philadelphia in the opener he's got to play especially with a quarterback that hasn't played for him we need to see starters tonight starters next week we need haskins to get first team reps he needs to be with the ones against the ones and keenum the same and then he's got to make the decision prior to the atlanta game next week so that the starter that that he believes is going to give him the best chance to win in philadelphia can play two to three quarters against the Eagles. That's what they've got to do now. It's time to move on from Colt McCoy. Love him as a guy, like him as a backup. Too, tempta- uh, too tempting for Jay Gruden. The temptation's too great. I don't know if the injury is is you know serious enough to maybe put him on injured reserve so that you could have him potentially as a backup when Haskins is playing later in the season. If Keenum doesn't work out, uh, but there may be an opportunity to just move on from him. If he weren't hurt, you could probably trade Colt for like a conditional late round pick to a team that needs a competent backup because I think most people believe that he is a competent backup. Uh, anyway, uh, use Stamps.com if you're a small business. Uh, over 700,000 small businesses are using Stamps.com right now, uh, and they're doing so because Stamps.com saves time, and it saves money. It brings all of the amazing services of the U.S. Post Office right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com handles it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print out official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, you just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it off in a mailbox. It's that simple. Now, you save big with Stamps.com. You get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. And for my listeners, if you use my code, and I'll get to that in a moment, you get a four-week trial free, postage free. Plus you'll get a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Kevin DC. That's K-E-V-I-N DC. We use stamps.com here at the Kevin Sheehan show, small business sending out invoices. It works. It saves time. It saves money. Go to stamps.com. Use my code Kevin DC. All right. Uh, I mentioned last week that you know the preseason stinks. I hate it. I hate preseason football. Um, but when you draft a quarterback number fifteen in the first round, you know you now have a reason to watch your team in these preseason games. Last week, the the, the number one reason, far and away, to watch the Redskins in their first preseason game was to see what Dwayne Haskins looked like. And I mentioned it on Friday of last week. I actually thought he looked pretty good. I was much more encouraged than discouraged. I think he does a lot of things that make it, you know, uh, glass half full moving forward. I wasn't a big Dwayne Haskins fan coming out of uh, out of Ohio State. I wouldn't have drafted him as high as the Redskins drafted him. Um, there were other quarterbacks I liked more, and nothing about last week changed that view but he did some things that I really liked. I can't wait to watch him again tonight. I want to see him with the ones against the ones. And to me, the big storyline tonight, more than anything else in the game is Haskins and Keenum with the ones against the ones who looks like they're close to ready. Now, is Jay going to throw the whole playbook at him? He said he threw a lot at Haskins last week and that's fine in the preseason. Uh, he better be, capable of handling that in the regular season if he's going to play or as I've mentioned it's Jay's responsibility to make it easier on Haskins you don't want him thinking you want him playing Um, but I am very much looking forward to seeing Haskins I hope we see him early I mentioned this yesterday I don't have a problem if we see Haskins You know, Keenum for a series or two, and then Haskins for a series or two. And then you can go back to Keenum for a series or two and follow it up with Haskins. I do not want to see that other quarterback on the roster. What's the guy's name? McClendon. Is that the the name of the new guy that they signed uh, the other day? I do not want to see him until midway through the fourth quarter. At the earliest, I want to see Haskins throwing the football. This is something that I talked about last week. There should be footballs in the air all night long. The team that they're playing, Cincinnati, last week in their preseason game threw it 46 times, and ran it 18 times. And that's what the good teams typically do in the preseason, is they give their starting quarterbacks a chance to really throw the football. Their quarterbacks in general a chance to throw the football. Running the football in the preseason isn't going to help them. They know what they have in Adrian Peterson when the regular season starts. All right, They need to get their quarterbacks and their pass receivers in rhythm. I want to see balls in the air tonight. All right? Uh I also want to see Gruden not save people but play people. I mean, we can't do this, you know, tap dance through preseason where we're trying to avoid injuries. The avoiding injuries has not led to anything of substance. Gruden's got to get his offense in rhythm. He's got to get his defensive players, his new defensive players in particular, out on the field. Don't you want to see Montez Sweat tonight if he's healthy? Don't you want to see Landon Collins? I do. I want to see Cole Holcomb again for probably more minutes because Sean Deion Hamilton, uh, I don't know if he's going to play. And by the way, Monte Nicholson doesn't deserve a lot of time off. He doesn't deserve the two series and out treatment, if that's what the... Other defensive starters like John Allen and DeRon Payne are going to get. Monte Nicholson needs to play. Um, offensively, hopefully, we see the receivers that he believes, Jay Gruden believes, will be on the field against Philadelphia. We didn't see any of them last week except for Trey Quinn. I um, mean, and Quinn got hurt the other day. Um, I don't even know about his availability tonight, but I'd like to see McLaurin. I'd like to see Richardson if he's available to go, and apparently he's banged up a little bit. I want to see more of Kelvin Harmon. I want to see the guys that are going to be on the field. Josh Doxson's an interesting storyline tonight. If he doesn't play or if he barely plays late in the game, his days are numbered, and the Redskins are probably trying to tee him up for maybe a trade for a late conditional um, I, I talked to JP Finley on the radio show earlier today, JP thinks that Dachshund, he still thinks Doxson's going to make the team. And he still says, and it's true that in terms of just pure physical talent, Doxson probably still has more talent than anybody, uh, in the receiver room. Uh, but, uh, the rest of it just doesn't seem to be there. Um, keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on Donald Penn, how much run he gets. Let's see if he's ready. Cause he's gotta be right. He's gotta be your left tackle on opening day. If Trent's not back. Uh, and I want to see the offensive linemen in general. I don't want to see bum rushed quarterbacks, you know, off the edge against Cincinnati. I want to see Sheriff and Moses and, and, and Penn out there and, Whoever's going to play left guard, I would would assume that it's Flowers, but it might be Wes Martin. They really seem to like Wes Martin. Um, Anyway, uh, that's sort of what you're looking for tonight. I would say that the top three things that I'm looking forward to seeing is Haskins again, and then I'd really like to see Sweat and Collins and McLaurin tonight. Two rookies and then the newcomer via free agency. Uh, I don't know how much you really learn about the offensive line. You learn whether or not they're in shape, you learn whether or not they can handle people one-on-one, but you're not going to see a lot of game planning, planning, and you're not going to see a lot of help, you know, uh, of their left tackle. If, if it's drawn Christian, uh, with a chip or a tight end, you're not just, you're just not going to see that, uh, in the preseason. Um, but those are the things that are interesting tonight. Those are some of the storylines. Um, I am looking forward to. Uh, to the game tonight. Now, one last thing before we go, actually two Nats, won 17, seven, 10 runs in the fifth. Um, and what was interesting about last night's game, uh, or yesterday's game, first of all, they're 10 games over 500 for the first time, uh, all year. And they're really now heading towards what appears to be a very good season and, and very likely a postseason um, appearance, even if it is, you know, a wild card game to start, but how about the performance, um, of Aquino, um, for uh, the Reds. If you haven't been following this guy, uh, Aristides Aquino, um, he is a player that debuted only about 10 or 11 games ago, but now has nine home runs in his last 11 games. He's only played 13 games total. All right, only 13 total. He's got nine in his last eleven games. He had a home run again yesterday against the Nats. He's a six foot four and a half inch, a hundred and ninety-pound right-hander from the Dominican. Aristides Aquino is lighting the league on fire right now with his start. Um, and I think it's a record start in terms of home games, uh in terms of home runs uh to start a season. Um, uh, or, or a career. I'm sorry, to start a career. Nine of them in the last 11 games for Aristides Aquino. Here's the stat I was looking for. Um, Aquino, the first player since 1900 with nine home runs in his first 14 career games. So he's actually played 14 career games. But by the way, those nine home runs have come in the last 11 games. First player since 1900 to do what he's done a good win for the Nats last night last thing is this have you watched hard knocks I have yes okay um what do you think of it I I feel like it's definitely more there seems like there's a lot more control the Raiders and the NFL have over it than maybe in past years I feel like they've been very soft on some of the obvious topics. You're talking about the Antonio, Antonio Brown stuff Brown mostly. And, Yeah, mostly that, yes. A few other things, but yes, mostly that. What do you think of Gruden in this thing? Well, what do you, In what way? Well, I watched the other night. I did not see the first episode. I saw a couple of minutes of it. He's a caricature of himself. He has been since Tampa. <laughs> okay. That's true. I mean, I but i as, guess as i always took it. him seriously as a coach and as a as an expert you know as a broadcaster yeah. this has been hard to watch to see him do that clenched jaw thing for an hour you know where's antonio brown man has anyone seen my buddy antonio brown where is he like he's doing these things were that that are just awkward like some he, look he is famous really in recent years for being an entertainer you know, so this is what he's trying to do, I think, in this Hard Knocks thing. And and perhaps maybe we should just view him as an entertainer more than a for, former Super Bowl winning coach. But you can almost tell, I think, that he feels the pressure to perform and he just goes way too hard, trying to be everybody's best friend, friend with corny advice and encouragement. And then on the flip side, you know, he's got that clenched jaw and he's screaming, "Better fucking execution!" You know, in that in that team meeting. And then everybody's knocking on wood, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> I mean, I I, I I sat there and and I'm I, look, I will tell you that it's interesting to watch, but it's also interesting because it's cringeworthy. Like it, it's really not. This guy is is just trying to put on a show, and it's an awkward show. I know that Hard Knocks puts these teams in an awkward position to begin yeah. with. You know, I, I understand that, and it's it's not natural to be there preparing for an NFL season with HBO cameras all you know all over the place, and especially. You know, knowing what the expectation of the show is for viewers. like People really like this thing. I haven't watched it a lot in the last couple of years. I watched it for the first several years. But, man, Gruden's cringeworthy. Um, I, it's tough to watch him in particular. I do agree with you. It seems like the Raiders were able to get off in Episode 2 without really talking a lot about... I mean, you saw Antonio Brown show his feet and the conversations about his feet... But we didn't have any of the, sh- you know, none of the real, you know, interesting shit that developed with the helmet and the threat of retirement. They they did tease that for next week, so we'll see it. but Well, maybe that. it's next week. But. Anyway, um, we'll be back tomorrow with a recap of the game. Uh want Tommy to get better. Maybe he'll call in tomorrow, but Tommy was sick today, couldn't make it in again. Hopefully uh, he'll be fine, and I'm sure he will. Um, and, uh, thanks to Aaron and thanks to all of you. Oh, by the way, the website, uh, which a lot of you listen via the website, the Kevin it went down last night and through this morning, it's back up now. Sorry about that. Uh, I actually had a, a credit card on file for the hosting company and I lost that credit card a couple of weeks ago and I'm waiting on the new one. And I forgot to call to update the credit card information. So that's how how that one worked out. And that's why the site was down for a period of time. Uh, So I apologize about that. But by the way, just we'll finish up. The one thing I do like about Hard Knocks is the John Facenda narrated NFL Films uh, piece on the Raiders, which is famous. And they open up the Hard Knocks show on the Raiders with this. The Autumn Wind is a Raider. We'll leave you with this on the way out. The autumn wind is a pirate Blustering in from sea With a rollicking song he sweeps along Swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten He wears a hooded sash With a silver hat about his head And a bristling black mustache